The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Financial Focus Radio. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is the one Mr. Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Hopefully you are all enjoying the sunshine and being, or not, not the sunshine, the snow and being safe. Uh, hopefully everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. Are you uh, looking forward to taking your little munchkins to the Christmas parade later today? Yeah. And Mighty Mites tomorrow. Oh, yeah. My bachelor. It's all coming together for you. Can't wait. All right. As always, if you'd like to be part of the program, give us a call, 877. Just so everybody knows, Mighty Mites is a ski thing at Mount Bachelor. <laughs> Some people might be like, what is Mighty Mites? But yeah, it's, it's for little kids to ski at Mount Bachelor. It's babysitting on the mountain is what it really is. But kids love it, so that's good. Anyways, if you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So let's talk about the week that was and all the rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Uh, I'm starting to believe that maybe on December 25th, uh, there's going to be a little guy in a sled flying around the world, dropping off toys, uh, toys because the market has me believing. It's and Santa if you're a little kid, put your earmuffs on. Don't listen to what Santa I'm Claus rally. Yeah. So U.S. stocks as measured by the S&P 500 finished the week up three quarters of 1%. And had the best month, the month of November was the best month in over a year. So stocks had a bang up November. It was uh, crazy how much stocks traded higher. Uh, and getting close, back close to that all-time high. Uh, it, it's quite interesting to see the move that stocks made last month. International developed market stocks up eight-tenths of a percent. In the emerging markets, we saw a third of a percent move higher. Where we saw the big move. Uh, was in the riskiest part of the stock market, and that is in the small cap universe. Small cap stocks were up 2.6% on the week and had a huge month of November. Uh, we also saw a huge move in terms of price in the bond market. Uh, the bond market, believe it or not, from a price perspective, and people are going to misunderstand us when we're saying this, bonds had a great month, not because of their yield, but it's because their yields backed up. So when yields go down in bonds, prices go up. And so that's what happened. We saw a huge move lower uh, across the yield curve in the bond market. And five, that meant five. prices went significantly higher. This was the best month for the bond market since 1980. Yeah, five-month low on uh, on two-year yields. That was a serious move. And, you know, we a month ago said don't take duration risk, but – now, again, market expectations have completely shifted. Investors are pressing in a two-thirds percent, you know, 66% chance of lower interest rates by March. Well, uh, Fed funds rate, you mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so you, whether or not we get there, we do not think we will. So more to come on this. Well, uh, if we get there, the it's because we have a recession, but yeah, that's a different next story. Uh, the aggregate bond index just last week was up 1.7% from a price perspective. Uh, in terms of U.S. Treasury bonds, uh, the yield on a six-month Treasury, 5.36%. A one-year Treasury is 5%. Ten years, all the way down to 4.22. Remember, not that long ago, it was well above. It was essentially 100 basis points higher. Uh, so it's crazy. To That's a big move just for anybody uh, that doesn't follow the bond market. A 1% move in a month, essentially, uh, either down or up is a huge move in the bond market. And then 30 years, 4.42%. We also saw a move, significant move lower in mortgage rates. While they're still, um, on a relative basis, very high compared to where they were a year or two ago, uh, mortgage rates have also come down pretty significantly. Uh, in the gold complex, gold was up 2.5% at 2087 an ounce, and oil was 1.5% higher. Gold, gold's at a record high. You're up... You're up uh 
close to 15% now since 2011. Yeah. <laughs> Only underperformed the S&P by 220% over the last 13 years. Well, you've underperformed cash. <laughs> uh, oil was 1.5% higher at 75.80 a barrel. So last week we got the PCE, which is the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, or the Federal Reserve's favorite inflation gauge and it continued to move in the right direction that is if you want inflation to move lower uh we also got data inflation data out of europe showing that inflation is also slowing there uh and obviously the market interpreted that as uh that the federal reserve is done raising interest rates and not only does the market think the federal reserve is done raising rates that the market thinks that the fed is going to start cutting in the spring or maybe even earlier of 2024 uh, I happen to believe, and I think Josh agrees with this, that that is probably a pipe dream. Uh, the other thing that I want to remind people is that the bond market sets interest rates. Like the Fed controls the Fed funds rate, but at the end of the day, the bond market and, and the you know buying and selling of bonds are what ultimately set mortgage rates and credit card rates and all of these rates that are so vitally important to the consumer. Um, and, and the reason that's important is quantitative tightening is still happening. The Federal Reserve still has a lot of bonds, billions and billions of bonds, uh, worth of bonds on their balance sheet, and they are selling them in the market. That's a huge supply that is going into the market. Remember, for a year and a half, they were buying them. So they were the biggest buyer. Now they're the biggest seller. The other thing is the federal government has an insatiable uh, thirst to borrow money because we're spending it like drunken sailors uh, on both sides of the aisle are spending money like drunken sailors and that means we're having to borrow it in the treasury market so we are issuing lots of uh, bonds but by borrowing money um, but we're also the Federal Reserve is selling bonds and so those two factors alone are going to sort of converge to continue to keep interest rates higher no matter what the fed does now the fed obviously if if, if the economy rolls over and and you know we're in a recession that is worse than people thought rates will go lower but uh, right now you know when you look at the dynamics in the bond market uh, they're sort of conspiring to keep rates higher even if the Fed were to cut rates, I don't know that uh, the market necessarily has it right here in the short term. I mean, so. you need weakness to materialize immediately or to believe we're already in, you know, a contracting economic en environment to to win on that trade. And I, I just can't see it materialize in the next two months. No. So, I mean, go to any big airport in the United States. It's crazy. They're all full. The other thing that is sort of confounding to me and I guess frustrating is that, well, first I want to say if the Federal Reserve cuts rates sometime in the next six months, I am leaving the United States because <laughs> we are going to become a banana republic. It's It's like this unbelievable like the fed thinks they can manage the economy we are free market capitalist society i thought you society. were going to open an account on coinbase and uh, go all in on crypto no i'm moving <laughs> i'm moving out of the united states because we're going to become a banana republic it wasn't so long ago in the history of the world that argentina was a thought was going to be the next superpower in the, in the world and look where they are now and it's because they had exhibited a lot of similar behaviors to what we're doing here in the united states at what point did the politicians in, in the in the U.S. start to care about our debt because here's the problem, and this is what freaks me out, is that the just servicing the interest on the debt here in the United States is very quickly going to become the biggest line item in the budget. We are closely approaching a trillion dollars a year just to service the debt, which is unfathomable. And I'd also remind people, stocks go down a lot faster than they go up. So don't extend yourself in the form of risk because it might feel like that's something that you should be doing. But I, I would, uh, I would be really caution, caution you on that. Um, the last thing I'd say is, you know, end of the year stuff, you should think about rebalancing your portfolio after, especially after the move we saw in November, uh, make sure you're on track to max out your retirement plan and HSA contributions before the end of the year. Uh, make sure you're doing your tax loss selling, right? So in your taxable investment accounts, make sure you're selling your losers to offset your winners to get that tax liability on that account as, as low as possible. And lastly, but certainly not least, make sure you check your beneficiaries on anything with a beneficiary designation, 401ks, retirement accounts, IRAs, life insurance, any of that stuff, because uh, if something happens to you, you want to make sure your money goes to the correct parties because uh, it won't, be, won't go over well if it doesn't. All right, if you want to be part of our show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, uh, since everybody's going to be sitting around the fireplace 
for over the holidays, we thought we'd talk about some financial conversations you should be having with your family over the holidays. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, morning walk to get you going. With the afternoon I got ahead of me, I really need it. What are you doing in the afternoon? I gotta figure out my me- Did you say med- Mm-hmm. There's that word again, Medicare. It can make even a morning walk uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to, especially when you have Pacific Source Medicare to guide you. Pacific Source Medicare offers plan options with $0 premiums, $0 prescriptions, no referrals required to see a specialist, dental benefits, and more. Pacific Source Medicare also gives you service from a local person, not an automated phone tree. Find your Pacific Source Medicare plan today. Visit medicarebeyond.org. Pacific Source Community Health Plans is an HMO, HMO DSNP, and PPO plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with Oregon Health Plan, Medicaid. Enrollment in Pacific Source Medicare depends on contract renewal. Pacific Source Medicare, going beyond what's required to put members first. Visit medicarebeyond.org or call 877-452-8878. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizenkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. MediShare is a proven thing, too. For over 30 years, it's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing, too. If you join before December 15th and you mention the promo code SHARE, you'll get another $150 savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but... Just call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And remember, the deadline is December 15th. So call now, and you'll save even more. Here's the number, 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE, 855-51-BIBLE. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your estate plan, your asset allocation, your whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those appointments scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. 
com. So I was remiss in the first segment. Actually, three three juggernauts. I mean, three people uh, that had uh, a big influence or impact. One of the people had a huge influence on my life, but there were two other uh, giants uh, that passed away last week. Sandra Day O'Connell passed away last week. Uh, Henry Kissinger passed away last week, and hopefully uh, he is remembered uh, better than when he was alive. Uh, there's a f- sort of false narrative there. But then the last one, and, and the one that mostly applies to this radio show, is um, Warren Buffett's right-hand man, Charlie Munger. Uh, the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway passed away last week, a month shy of his 100th birthday. He had a big celebration planned. And it's funny, he was still doing interviews uh, as, you know, a couple weeks ago with Becky Quick from CNBC. So Charlie Munger, um, there's a bunch of great books. There's a really good one called Tra- Old Charlie Munger's uh, Old, Old Charlie Munger's Almanac or something like that. Uh, that's a good one. Um, the, the one about his life is really interesting because I'm, I'm a big Buffett fan, but I struggle with some of the things um, that Buffett, you know, Buffett lived a very, lived a very singular life. Uh, uh, but Charlie Munger definitely enjoyed his life and his rationale for why he wanted to be rich is similar to maybe the way that I think about money. So uh, it's, it was a sad day and, and Josh and sad I were talking week. about it. I mean, giants of the 20th century. All, yeah. All going away. But, when, you know, Josh and I were talking about it. When people in our industry like Buffett and Munger die, it's like there's not, there's a giant void. There's nobody to replace them. Just these doofuses on TikTok. So I guess... Josh and I, I'll be the Charlie Munger and Josh can be the Buffett and we will take up the torch. <laughs> Bill, Bill Ackman is, is the next one. No, don't, come on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so Charlie Munger, secrets to a happy life. Don't have a lot of envy. Don't have a lot of resentment. That's a good one. Don't overspend your income. Stay cheerful in spite of your troubles. Deal with reliable people. And uh, and you do what you're supposed to do, or his principles uh, to a happy life. He was he, there's just so many good quotes from from Munger, but I'll I'll share some more later in the show. But he was just such a giant and such a cool cool guy, and you know lived almost to 100 years old. It's crazy. Josh Josh was saying he was 17 years old when World War II started, which is <laughs> hard to imagine. Yeah, well, Kissinger's a big loss too. You know he engineered the outcome that we get to enjoy today and people meaning the end of the cold war yeah, yeah. And all these people are yeah they think he's a well the problem is the when the, you're not the man in the arena like it's really easy to judge well <laughs> but, the pro- yeah the problem was that you know that the the you know half of his legacy is tainted because of vietnam but yeah i mean he he did some really big things what, as when, it relates to the end of the when cold you run war. the united states uh to to ensure successful and ongoing prosperity of this country, you have to make really, really tough decisions. You don't just get to take the high road and, and win every time. Yeah, but people love to, you know how people love to criticize. Of course. Uh, the average American consumer is expected to spend $1,652 on the holidays this year. That's a 13.5% increase over last year. That's according to Deloitte. Uh, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can decide if that's a lot of money or not. Is that a lot of money? Yeah, I don't. Thirteen and a half percent increase year over year seems like a big increase. Uh, well, I, I and, don't and, know. We're, and, and where's the recession? Is what I'm wondering. If we're Canceled. if the if the, <laughs> if the consumers spending increases by thirteen and a half percent, I don't see where the weakness is going to happen. Well, and the whole e-commerce has changed the game. Like I buy half my Christmas presents. I feel like in August and September now, and just I don't on. buy Christmas presents. I, I mean, e-commerce has changed the game for so many reasons. Like, I buy deodorant on, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't have to go to the grocery store anymore. It's awesome. Uh, I don't have to fight the fight at Costco either. All right. Uh, since it's the holidays and theoretically you'll have pe- family in, um, I, I was reading this, uh, thinking about this and, and reading, and it's like maybe I'm applying this to my life because I'm that sort of getting to that sandwich generation where I have older parents and my kids are becoming young adults, and so maybe this is applicable to me. Um, but um, so conversations you should be having with your parents. So I'm 40s. How old am I? 47. Uh, so I have parents in their 70s, uh, and so this is conversation you should be having with your parents. Now, in my case, I know my parents' finances, um, but if you don't, and your parents, uh, you know, you should be, you should talk to them about how healthy their finances are. Um, you know, w- what we're seeing in this country, unfortunately, is, you know, 
people in the sandwich generation are having to have parents move in so they can take care of them. But then they're also having to have their young adult children move in as well. And so you want to talk to your parents uh, about how healthy their finances are um, and have they thought about long-term care and do they know the rules about long-term care uh, and Medicare and Medicaid and all the things that go into that because um, that is, uh, that's a big one. Um, Because, you know, Josh and I, um, in doing this job, have to go through this. Oftentimes, we're the ones that have to sort of break the news to the kids that, look, uh, you know, here's the situation and here are their finances. And either the kids are super relieved and it's like they're fine, or the kids start to think about how soon can I get my money on that, or my hands on that money. And that, those are always we, depressing meetings. We see the meetings. latter, I think, a lot more than the former. Those are depressing meetings for Josh and I. So the other thing you need to be asking your parents are how viable are their living arrangements, right? So if your parents live in a 6,000 square foot, two-story house, does that maybe make sense to age in place? And you can obviously retrofit and change those houses for it to make sense. But the living arrangement thing, you really have to figure out, is it a viable thing? Because here's what happens. It, it is people's inability to live in a house like that uh, goes away really quickly. It's not like it, it's this like slow progression. A lot of times it goes away really quickly. So having that conversation is important. Conversation to have with your kids. Uh, what do they know about your your finances? Meaning, what are my kids? My kids, I, I just think that, that they think that I'm maybe an ATM machine. And so we're going to have a conversation this Christmas about dad's not an ATM machine. And uh, after, you, know, after you, Christmas. you should be yeah, you should be maybe doing something about, uh, you know, making because I try to explain to them how much they would need to make to just to have the life that they live. And I think they think I'm crazy, but well, they will be, I guess, sort of, they'll find out the hard way. Um, are they, and then the other thing for young adults, are they taking the right steps for their financial future? Do they have an emergency fund? Do they know what an emergency fund? Do they know why it's so important? Are they saving in a Roth? Are they contributing to their retirement plan or work to get the match? Those are really important things. Uh, and then lastly, conversations to be having with your spouses, um, you know, this is one of those, are we on track uh, with our savings? You know, like, are we on track to to be able to retire when we want? Do we both have the same idea about when we want to retire and what that looks like? Um, Because sometimes people aren't on the same page. Some people want to retire earlier. Some people want to retire later and and what they want to do in retirement can be very different. Um, And then what are shared goals together? That's, that's a big one. Um, But the spousal one is, it should be happening all the time. The, the kids and parents, one, uh, you know, when everybody's uh, sitting around the fire, you don't have to do it as a group, but, um, you know, talking to them individually about these things can have a huge impact because, um, unfortunately, most of the time these conversations are had under duress uh, and, you know, unfortunately in, in our office or a financial advisor's or an attorney's office. And uh, the more you know, the better equipped are to handle it. So. All right. Uh, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video in the beginning and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in markets and how that affects your money. So go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, to get added to that list. When we come back, we'll tackle some of your emails. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Desert Chamber Music invites you to the next event in our 16th season in Central Oregon. The Kaplan Duo, Friday, December 15th, brought to you by German Master Tech. 
Kaplan duo, made up of one of the leading violinists of his generation, Mark Kaplan, and Yamaha artist David Kaplan, this father-son duo has concertized and performed in numerous chamber music series throughout the country. The Kaplan Duo Concert is brought to you by Three Graces and Company and takes place Friday, December 15th at 7.30 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Central Oregon. Visit HighDesertChamberMusic.com for details and ticket information. Title sponsors include German Master Tech, Miller Lumber, Hayden Homes, Pine Tavern, True Family Dentistry, Three Graces and Company, Cascade A&E, Central Oregon Daily, and Combined Communications. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. Commander, you've spent two years in space. What's been the biggest adjustment since you've been back? Well, the last couple of years have been pretty unusual. But since I've been back on terra firma, I've had a heightened awareness of Earth's gravity and its effects on the body. Yes, right there. Do you have a plan for dealing with that? Yes, I'm returning to a regular routine at the ACB. The ACB? The Athletic Club of Bend. The adrenaline rush I got during re-entry was amazing. I'm going to reproduce that by transitioning from weightlessness to pumping weights with swimming, running, spinning, tennis. You know, in space, it never changes. But down here, we've got to prepare for the upcoming season. That's for sure. And what I really like is being part of another like-minded community, alive with its own sort of kinetic energy. And the ACB has way more space than when I was actually in space. Sounds like a stellar plan. <laughs> the Athletic Club of Bend. For fitness, for fun, for friends, for family. Just go to athleticclubofbend.com. Are you looking to enjoy going to church again? Check us out at Holy Communion, an independent Catholic church where all are truly welcome. Join us for Mass on Saturdays at 5 o'clock or Sundays at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. And enjoy going to church again at Holy Communion. A new rod and reel, a shiny new fly box, a warm fleece for the river. If you are shopping for someone whose holiday wish list sounds like this, Fin and Fire is where you want to go, and we're in full swing to make sure we have what you need for the outdoor man or woman in your family. At Fin and Fire, our expert staff will take the guesswork out of what to get that someone special, because they fish and you might not. Our staff can direct you to the perfect gift from the most current brands. Patagonia, Crispy Boots, Stone Glacier, Grundens, Benchmade, Yeti, Heller Brothers, and more. We promise you will find something that will make your hunter or fly fisherman extremely happy to receive. Even if you're a last-minute shopper this year, we're here to help. Holiday gifts, gift cards, and stocking stuffers. Swing into Fin and Fire, the biggest fly shop and outdoor store in Central Oregon. Locally owned. We're in Redmond on Highway 97 across from Safeway or shop online at finandfire.com. Stories no one else can bring you are here. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND. Whether you've been open for generations or just getting started, your business is your passion. For more than 100 years, SAFE has been the leader in workers' comp, helping Oregon businesses and workers. Our expert service and innovative safety and health programs support Oregon businesses in every corner of the state. Because we have offices in every region, we can help business owners continue to do what they love for generations to come. SAFE, workers' comp, that really works. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. My name's Tyler Simonis. That guy, he's Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. So Josh and I do uh, these free retirement views where we have people come in if they want to and, and you know, look at their portfolio or their estate plan or whatever is interesting to them. And, um, you know, it, it, it's some, you know, sometimes we say, look, you're good. You're like, you're doing all the right things. You don't need us. You don't need a financial advisor. You're, you know, maybe a little tweak here and there, but for the most part, they're good. And then we see these really sad situations um, and part of the reason I wanted to start doing this radio show way back 15 years ago was because 
you know, like every industry, there's these people that are unscrupulous and there's bad things and bad actors that are happening in our industry. And so, um, you know, one of the things I, I wanted to share is, you know, we recently did one of these free retirement reviews and met with a widow or I did with a widow that was just shy of her 90th birthday. And um, she wanted us or wanted me to look at her investment portfolio which I, like I said, happens all the time. Um, and you know, the funny thing about doing that is Josh and I are perpetually giving second opinions on other financial planners, clients, which is a weird thing. And, and it's probably the reason our peers in, in Ben aren't real fans of ours, uh, because you know, they know that we're probably looking at their uh, portfolios and some of you out there, um, you know, you're keep doing what you're doing and you know, we tell the, your clients as such. Um, uh, but the, the, this was a sad deal, and in this situation, the, the widow was right to, to question the situation. Uh, she had been sold two uh, very expensive annuities, uh, which was, in her case, financially the literally the last thing that she needed. Like, the, I couldn't think of a worse product in her case uh, than, an annu- than two annuities. Um, and then the rest of her portfolio, when you looked at it, had a bunch of uh, relatively risky stock funds and high yield bond funds, which also made no sense. Um, and so the, the advisor that sold her all these things was making a bunch of money while this woman's nest egg was dwindling over time. And it was just such a sad thing to say. Um, and, you know, so, you know, Josh and I, you would think we would say, well, this this person that did all this was as bad uh, of an actor as a Bernie Madoff. Um, but, you know, I, I, the, the in this situation, the widow's advisor really seemed to believe that they were doing their client a great service. And, and that's the thing that was crazy to us. In fact, the, the advisor and this lady thought of themselves as friends. Like that to me was m- such a mind boggling thing. Um, and so our point in te- my point in telling you the story is that bad investment advice is endemic in this industry. It is like, it is crazy how much bad advice gets given. Um, you know, Josh and I, we, we get clients and prospective clients like this all the time where we look at these portfolios, we look at the advice and we cannot believe it. So it, 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 it's not that these people are Bernie Madoff and they're stealing money. They're just bad at their job. And, and that's the, that's what have people, you know, like their heart might be in the right place. They might be good people. They might be friendly. You get along with them. They're just really bad at dispensing financial advice. Like, and that's the simple truth. And, and, you know, I've started to think about on the radio, we sound like jerks, but it's, the, it's just the truth. Like there are bad doctors out there, right? There are bad lawyers. There are bad accountants. It, unfortunately in the financial advice, it's sort of endemic that there's these bad, uh, bad actors, not because they're bad human beings, it's just because they don't uh, know what they're doing. And then we, our industry has all these perverse incentives that are self-serving for the advisor and not for the client. And so um, I just thought I'd bring that up is that financial planners are really good at persuading themselves uh, that what's in the best interest uh, of themselves is also the moral thing to do. And it's just not the truth. Um, And so just be very careful. out there, you know, your, your advisor might be a really nice person and they, you might play golf with them or whatever, but doesn't mean they're not giving you terrible investment. There's a lot of opinions out there that uh, are wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, just, if you want to like the way that Josh and I think about dispensing investment advice or managing people's money, go to our website. You know, essentially what we believe is that if you are a client, knew everything there was to know about investing, you would do what we're doing for you. And and that's the way that we think about it. And, and the only difference is, is obviously for us to do it, you're having to pay us a fee. We're for a profit business and people understand that. And so, um, you know, but we're, we disclose that we're transparent about all that stuff. It, it's just the, the rest of our peer group is just but at, at the end of the day, like, transparent. there's no intellectually honest argument against low cost, tax efficient indexing and asset allocation. Which is what we say, right? (laughs) Right. Which is what we say. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, that's just the truth. And uh, being persuaded otherwise is is literally wrong. All right, Mr. Finelli, uh, we got an email from Glenn. Uh, Glenn says, I'm approaching being able to retire in three years at 56. Wow. But I'm really concerned with the current market conditions. I have around 350,000 in 401k and, and 457 accounts. All of that invested in stocks. Should I scale back? Uh, to a more moderate allocation, my pension is going to pay me about fifty-two hundred bucks a month, so I don't anticipate needing to withdraw my investments before age fifty-nine. 
you know, there's potentially an argument to be made in your 457 because it can be accessible before your 59 and a half at, without penalty free that you may want to create some version of, uh, uh, you know, ballast, meaning money that you can take that is definitively going to be what you envision it to be when you get there, i.e. like a stable value or a treasury fund. But, you know, beyond that, you know, your time horizon is such that you could withstand a pretty severe bear market and not actually have to touch that provided you're relying on your pension uh, or turn to those accounts for liquidity. So, you know, if the volatility freaks you out and it's going to create some sort of emotional reaction and make you change your allocation in the midst of it, then sure, you absolutely should change things uh, because there will be no tax consequences. But, you know, otherwise, uh, I don't think there's much of an argument to do anything. Yeah, I mean, I'd, Glenn, I'd say to you, Okay, so you've you've been invested in stocks all along, it sounds like, and you've gone through obviously some bear markets. And so, you know, Glenn, you're talking as if your time horizon is three years. And maybe like Josh said, with some of your money, your time horizon is three years. But with the vast majority of their money, your money, your time horizon is the rest it's, of your, it's your 30, life. It's 30 plus years. So, you know, when you think back 30 years uh, from today, you think backwards 30 years, you know, like it's if, you had, if you had stayed invested in the, in the market, you would have done extraordinarily well. And that's going to be true over the next 30 years. And so, you know, so many people think about investing to retirement and then everything has to change dramatically. And that's just not the truth, because when people retire as young as you, Glenn, you have to think about the rest of your life. And if you think about, you know, if inflation is at 3%, your purchasing power is going to get hammered by inflation and your only protection will be that money you have in those retirement accounts. All right, we got an email from Jason and Ben. I have an IRA invested in stocks, bonds, and treasuries. I'm now, I'm 60 now and I'm hoping to retire in a few years when I stop working and start pulling my money from the IRA. Can I withdraw a security or treasury bond or must I first sell the security or treasury and then withdraw the cash? I asked because I recently purchased a 30-year treasury bond. Uh, once required minimum distributions kick in, I prefer not to sell treasury bonds if I don't have to. So, Jason, this your situation is like a lot of people. Uh, you know, so we have a ton of clients that are in the required minimum distribution phase of their life, meaning they're at that point where the government says you have to start taking money out of your IRA or your 401k, and yet they don't need the money. And so we, you don't have to sell anything. You can do something that's called move securities in kind. So you're going to have to pay taxes. And in a lot of cases, you, you probably have enough cash in that IRA to be able to pay the taxes. Uh, but you can move those treasuries directly from your IRA to a taxable investment account. In fact, we do that probably for half of our required minimum distributions uh, that come out of our office is we just simply move securities directly from their IRA uh, to their taxable investment account or their trust account. Um, obviously, it's a taxable event because it's coming out of the IRA uh, and you're going to have to pay taxes on that. So I would tell you to withhold some taxes, but you don't have to sell those those treasury bonds that you're describing. So it's called an in-kind transfer uh, and your financial advisor or your custodian can help you do that um, and also help you withhold those taxes. All right, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video on the 15th and 30th of the month. In fact, we did one last week where we talk about what's going on in the markets uh, and how that is affecting especially our clients' money. Uh, but you don't have to be a client to get signed up for our e-newsletter. So if you want to get added to our list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, a little box will pop up and you can put your info and that's the only thing we send you. When we come back, we're going to talk about are Josh and I wrong about small cap stocks? So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. for a great local job that serves our kids at the same time? 
Crook County School District is now hiring bus drivers. Enjoy competitive wages, full benefits available, flexible schedules, and your schedule will align with the school schedule. You get summers off and enjoy three other breaks, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and spring break. CCSD provides paid CDL training. Bus drivers get extensive driver mentoring, plus ongoing paid training. And Crook County School District does have summer driving opportunities, along with field trip and sports event driving opportunities. But most of all, you get the great feeling of getting our community's most precious cargo where they need to go. Work at a great local job by becoming a school bus driver. Apply today on the Crook County School District Human Resources page. That's crookcountyschools.org, Department's Human Resources. The kids are waiting for your help. Apply today. Ah, nothing like a morning walk to get you going. With the afternoon I got ahead of me, I really need it. What are you doing in the afternoon? I got to figure out my med... Did you say med... Mm-hmm. There's that word again, Medicare. It can make even a morning walk uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to, especially when you have Pacific Source Medicare to guide you. Pacific Source Medicare offers plan options with $0 premiums, $0 prescriptions, no referrals required to see a specialist, dental benefits, and more. Pacific Source Medicare also gives you service from a local person, not an automated phone tree. Find your Pacific Source Medicare plan today. Visit medicarebeyond.org. Pacific Source Community Health Plan is an HMO, HMO DSNP, and PPO plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with Oregon Health Plan, Medicaid. Enrollment in Pacific Source Medicare depends on contract renewal. Pacific Source Medicare, going beyond what's required to put members first. Visit medicarebeyond.org or call 877-452-8878. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. Your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit skyrizzy.com or call 1 866 Sky Rizzy to learn more. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. Uh, hopefully you are enjoying this onslaught of snow. We certainly need it, Mount Bachelor. Uh, finally, uh, is getting to open, so there'll be lots of happy campers. I'm sure the... Drive up to the mountain will be super exciting. <laughs> yeah, especially now that uh, ODOT isn't plowing anymore. <laughs> hey, man, they need money. Uh, so this comes from Empower Financial Happiness. Empower is a retirement uh, company. They manage a lot of retirement plans. Uh, they did a financial happiness study, and Harris conducted it for them. Uh, so a recent survey of a 2,000 American respondents with a median income of $65,000 said they would need income of 95000 which is a 46% increase, to feel happy and less stressed. Uh, but even in even in the highest brackets, even in the highest earners, those making median income of 250000 said they needed 40% more up to 350000 to be happy. And so... Um, you know, it's one of those deals where this is the, such an American thing where it's like, I'll be happy if I just have what that guy has, right? Uh, stupid social media creates all this ridiculous envy. I saw yesterday that uh, 75% of millennials agree with the statement that money can buy happiness. How many? 75%. That sounds about right. And guess where that comes, Mr. Zuckerberg? All you social media, all that social media does is create envy. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a... 
it's going to be a lonely, disappointing uh, world for a lot of those childless millennials that don't have money when they're older. Can promise that. Well, they'll just get one of those AI robots, and that'll make them happy. I guess they'll just they'll just live their life on a VR in VR world. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be around for that. Um, so this is titled "When De Debt Matters," and we're going to here in a second. Um, but this is, you know, something that I maybe worry about more than I should. Uh, but it just seems to me at some point it's really going to matter. Uh, when interest rates were at record lows in 2020, many said that the exploding national debt didn't matter, in quotes, because servicing that debt was costing us very little. Well, fast forward to today. Uh, nobody's really making that argument anymore as the national debt continues to increase. It's now at almost $34 trillion. And the average interest rate on the debt has moved up substantially. Uh, the result of that is the interest expense on U.S. public debt has now moved up to, ready for this, $924 billion over the last 12 months. That's $924 billion that is just going to pay the interest on our debt. It's so mind-boggling. Obviously, that's a record high. Uh, if it continues at the current pace, it will soon be the largest line item in the federal budget, surpassing Social Security. So, you know, I mean, does that matter to anybody? Like, am I crazy here? Like, Tim, shake your head yes or no if you think the fact that we're spending a tr <coughs> trillion dollars in interest in our debt is, is seems to be a problem. Yeah, okay. He, but Josh over here, Mr. Millennial, don't worry about it because debt's good. We had a president that was all about debt. So, uh, but I don't know, man. It, it's it, it doesn't matter until it does, and that's the way debt works. So you know, during the global financial crisis, all those companies that you know, Bear Stearns had been around for 264 years, and everything was fine. And then in three days, they went out of business because they were so levered. Uh, debt matter debt doesn't matter till it does, and your counterparties decide you're not good trading partner, and so. You know, when I look at Washington and I, they, they're so stupid in Washington, especially the House, like they're dealing with morons like Santos. Like, how is this the, the state we've gotten to in this country? We're still a, the relatively best counterparty, though. And that, yeah, again, Josh, true. again, Bear Stearns was a great counterparty until they weren't. And that's the problem with the thinking is I, like everybody thinks it's fine and then it can unravel so quickly. It's just like stocks go up really slowly and then they go down really quickly and it can all like this idea that we shouldn't worry and we don't have to worry is asinine and it's creating making the problem no, infinitely worse there, there's enough concern about it and in the interface where where's the concern tell me who's saying this concern about financial it. market participants are concerned about it and that will eventually make its way toward the but which which financial market participants that you see talk about it in a way that makes them not the average retail investor but you know but none of the guys that you follow none of those guys wall, you follow wall, wall street cares like which Most. which wall street guy that you follow cares the drucken millers the ackmans of the world they they all care mm. <laughs> you know but i it's not necessarily a problem that can't be fixed. That it's just a matter of who is going to be the the, you know, the person that ultimately pays. Well, for that's it. my and point. Is like when you look at what's going on from the corporate sector or uh, from individuals. You know, it, it most likely is going to fall on individuals. And that, yeah, but when you look, well, I mean, the I mean, if taxes go up, they're going to go up across the board, and right, we can't. I mean, individuals can't fill the gap. I mean, it's corporate taxes that would have to go up. That could really. I mean, you know, when you look at the tax rate of Apple versus, you know, I mean, they're paying a fortune in taxes, but you know, Berkshire Hathaway too. But you know, that, neither political party seems to be interested in actually fixing the revenue problem. It's just more. They're not interested not. in anything but their own. They yeah. can't govern. They cannot govern. Like that's the, that's my big problem. Is like we have these giant problems in this country and all they do is talk about them but they don't do actually any governing well and to see and think so my point is when you all go to the vote like these doofuses that you guys are voting for they don't care about anything but themselves you need to vote for people that want to govern well but to see even like a democratic senate actually you know kill taxes on ordinary income taxation on carried interest which is just a loophole for people that pay very low effective tax rates that have no skin in the game i, I mean that that's really disheartening as a taxpayer because that that should be the side of con you know the side of the senate that is actually interested in closing those loopholes but they're definitely most they're not
Yeah, I mean, you know, that's not going to solve any problems. But so, you know, the the, the spending is obviously what the pro- ultimately the problem is the spending. We don't have a revenue problem in this country; we have a spending problem, and that's the that's the you know. But, but we just keep making it worse, and because nobody gets elected by saying they're going to take something away, everybody gets elected, whether a Democrat or Republican, by saying they're going to give you more stuff, and that's been true for too many election cycles. All right, real quick, we don't have any time left, but. Um, Small cap stocks. Josh and I have been beating the drum on small cap stocks. And for those of you that took our advice for the last 15 years, you might say to yourself, well, darn it, boys. If I had just stayed invested in large cap, I'd be way better off. And there's no doubt about it. You are 100 percent correct. And so all of the rationale behind why small cap should work and when it should work and all of these things. It hasn't worked. And, and really, all that's mattered was owning the biggest companies in the United States. Uh, and and that's it. That's what's worked the best. And, and I, it's not even close. I think the argument for me comes down to this idea that, you know, the market market has been convinced that higher rates are uh, a net negative for the small cap universe. And they only talk about the Russell 2000. But nor interest rate normalization, you know, i.e. returning to what things always were. I think will be a net positive for specific subsets of the small cap market uh, over time. And the longer interest rates have been back at normalized levels, I think you'll see you know that competitive advantage emerge. Yeah, the challenge, the re- the reason for me is like we've seen more manipulation by central banks over the last 18 years than the history. You know, we've seen things that have never happened, and so. That has rewarded, you know, kept rates low and rewarded the biggest of the big. And so if we go back, like Josh said, to some normalization, I think the things that used to act in the market like gravity uh, will act that way again. And so you're right. We've been definitely wrong. But if you I would say even if you don't believe that own small cap for the just for the reason that they're cheaper than the rest of the market by quite a bit. And, and to just, just on that alone should be a reason small cap should be a part of your portfolio. All right, when we come back, come back you know, we have these meetings all the time. Like, how much can I take from my retirement account and, and not run out of money? Retirement, the math behind a retirement is really simple. So that's what we'll talk about when we come back. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 